This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? Indeed, it is the Monty Show. Already the last day of September, we have snow on the mountain, mountains. Mountain. We're not allowed to say mountains on this show because now we're in Utah. We have to say mountain, snow on the mountains. Uh, Crazy, crazy times we live in. Snow, October, Kyrie's giving up $17 million. And Utah State fans think that they're loud. Okay, cool, man. See you tomorrow. That's the whole show. Good show. Good show. I am excited to update you on the uh, deck project, the bed project. Um, this bed thing's a scam. I got to tell you. Yeah. We bought one of those rocket ship $6,000 adjustable beds. Wait until I tell you about this today. Because I do feel like, it, I don't know, I don't feel like I get scammed very often. Uh-huh. I think I got scammed on this one. Okay. Although, I bought a new mattress yesterday because, well, you know, I have a money tree in the backyard. Uh-huh. Um, we'll get into it. I, I, I'm just like, what are we doing? Yeah, it's never fun when you're on the phone and, yeah. And then trying to deal with these deck guys, these contractors to get my... Hot tub deck built that hot tub that won't be here till December. Um, like dealing with contractors, you just, you know what? Sometimes you just learn very quickly that you should have gone to trade school as a kid. Yeah. That's what you learn. Yeah. Uh, but here and there, we'll talk about that. We got to get into the Kyrie thing. But I want to start first off with, um, do we go BYU or Belichick versus Brady today? Um. Probably BYU. That's probably a safe bet. I've I'm known not to be a huge fan of the Aggie tears. <laughs> and you know, one of the things, and I, this is probably gonna get me in trouble, but it's fine. One of the things that annoys me about fandom is when you have a thimble size football stadium. And you talk about how you're the loudest stadium, or we're we're raucous, but well, we only have 25,000 fans at Maverick Stadium here in <laughs> good old Logan. But Come we're on. really we're really loud. It's like, bro, no, actually, yeah, I mean, anyway, is Maverick a home field advantage? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, Maverick Stadium, Merlin Olsen Field, it's a home field advantage. So there's no question about that. It's Friday night, and I think we all know major football, major college football dreams go to die Friday night football, right? BYU's a massive nine-point favorite in this game. And depending on where you're getting your money from, BYU's as much as a ten-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Home field advantage will not determine the outcome of this game. Yeah. And I guess, Jake, my biggest question is, can Utah State – and BYU's dream season. No, I I think that I think that you know this this conversation happens every year. Oh man, BYU has won a couple of games, and Utah State's on the schedule. 
Utah State's hungry. They're three and one. They've had a couple of nice wins. Man, they could really beat BYU. Yeah, my ass. They're not beating BYU. <laughs> they're they're it's not happening. And and I think the bigger question really is, and this is why I think you have the Taysom situation all those years ago. You know, Utah State knows they're outclassed by BYU. Yet, you know, what happens is as you get to the third quarter, the game's not in question. And now what's going to happen? Now you're going to start taking shots at the quarterback. Now you're going to start playing a little dirtier, you know? And so I think that that type of narrative tends to happen. And I understand it. If you're Utah state, you're, you're the little guy in the state. There's no doubt about it, but you want to fight to be relevant. So my biggest thing in this game is no, Utah state is not going to end BYU's run. However, I think they can uh, contribute to uh, to BYU losing the following week because of injury. I think I think BYU's main focus needs to play a healthy game of football here. They they need to leave this leave this game as healthy as possible because I'm telling you you can't sustain unlimited injuries on this team. You know, we've talked all about the losses at the linebacker position. You know, you've got this the the Jaron Hall situation where he's been dealing with it a little bit. Not that he's out or anything, but he's just been dealing with some things. So I just think the main mission here needs to be to leave this game healthy because I don't think there's going to be uh, much of a doubt that you're winning the actual game. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think that I think the thing with Utah State is. There's no doubt this is a rivalry. And underselling the rivalry, this is – is it Arizona State, Arizona? Is it USC, UCLA? Is it BYU, Utah? It's not. But right now, Utah State happens to be BYU's best rival because that's who's on the schedule in front of them. And when you look at the last time these two teams played in, what, 2019, BYU had their way. And I think Utah State is asking itself what kind of football team it is. Because I, I don't honestly, I don't know if we even know how good Utah State is. I think the biggest questions for me um, very clearly is Nisa Mahe, I think, has to play and he has to play well. Uh, I think Tyler Batty has to play and he has to play well. Because I think we all know that BYU has struggled to stop the run a bit here. Mm-hmm. But what do we also know? That last week against Boise State... It ain't like Utah State did a real good job protecting the quarterback. So the question is, who's going to do a better job in the trenches? I absolutely believe far more in BYU's talent up front on both sides of the football than I do in Utah State. And again, you can play this game in Logan or Provo or Timbuktu. It doesn't matter. Talent, I think, usually will win football games. The most well-coached talent will usually come out on top. And there's no team in this country right now that's more well-coached and playing to their top than BYU. And I think, Jake, that's ultimately why – and I haven't come up on a score. We'll do that tomorrow on the show. But yeah. I, I feel really good that BYU is going to go up there and ultimately win the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like I said, I don't have any doubt that BYU is going to go in and they're going to control the game. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them just start this game out uh, by using Algier and 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 just battering this this Utah State you know defensive line, I, I wouldn't be surprised by that. You know, um, make a statement. You know, come out and control the game and control the clock. And I think that's the biggest thing. That's how you that's how you take control of games. You hand the football off, you get it done on the offensive line, and you start running for five and six yards a carry. And that way, you don't even need the big play. You're just going to slowly and methodically run the ball down the field. 
and road grade them. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that early in this game. BYU has a, a tendency to start games out a little slower, start games out a little more conservatively. Right. And I actually like that this week. I, I, if I'm BYU, I'm going, I'm going up there and I'm saying, okay, we're going to turn around and hand the football off. We're going to protect Jaron. And, and we're going to uh, establish ourselves. And, yeah, will, will Jaron make a play here or there? Sure, I'm sure he will. But I, my the last thing that you need is Jaron Hall out there running and taking a big hit because you know that Utah State's going to be looking for that opportunity. Oh, there's, there's no question about that. And I think one of the things you have to do here is you have to establish the run game simply to control the clock because there's no doubt, at least in, in the film that I've seen, Utah State is explosive, and and watching their game against Blasius State last week, that's just the way I'm going to say it mm -hmm. every single time. Um, they have some explosive offense, and it really is a matter of them getting better line play, and I, I, I think that's the the biggest question. I, and again, I, I, I say tongue-in-cheek. I joke with Utah State fans. I have no <laughs> issue with Utah State. I just think when you're talking to, you're trying to compare yourself to BYU and it's cool that you've stolen some recruits and you Lavelle Edwards stadium is 60,000 strong. Yeah, dude, there's more, there's more bodies in the rock than there is in all of Maverick stadium. Who are we kidding? The, the student section at BYU has won them two games. In my opinion, Kyle Whittingham openly talked about how he has never heard Lavelle Edwards stadium louder than he did it at the, the game a couple of weeks ago. You see that Arizona State just simply couldn't snap the football correctly because the fans were so loud. 25,100 fans at a sold-out Maverick Stadium is neat. Congratulations. <laughs> but how many of those are going to be BYU fans? And even if you do have a full stadium that only has Utah State students – lobbing Mormons suck, where is your magic underpants jokes at the BYU sideline, it ain't going to matter because 25,000 of the loudest Utah State fans ain't that loud. Not when you've been playing in front of 60,000 at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yeah. Not when you played at a jam-packed Allegiant Stadium. Like, we're making way too much of and this. And that place and, is bigger than Lavelle is. Yeah, and, and listen, I understand that, you know, we, we – how do I say this nicely? I understand that Utah State for some time and probably the rest of their existence will always be, you know, the, the little brother that was probably adopted and nobody really cares if he eats or not. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> Utah State's always going to be uh, fourth, third, fourth, fifth. Like, yeah. I mean, your basketball coach is now at the U. Like, are you, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's I a nice I, little program there. I mean, that it. <laughs> way to go, <laughs> Aggie tears, right? Uh, like, I just, I know you're the little engine that could. We get it. You gave up 45 points to Air Force. Okay, <laughs> you you. Uh, anyway. Air Force. Oh, but we look, hey man, we went on the road and, and we beat Washington State in Pullman. Good, good, good. Nick the Dick Rolovich shouldn't even be the coach there anymore. You really want to put a feather in your cap? Utah beat Washington State. And after all, all the Utah State fans are like, well, Utah sucks this year. We're better. No, you're not. Yeah, actually, you're not better. 
You're not. You're not, dude. You're, you're not. Stop. So my point is, when when you look at the Boise State loss, dude, you got trucked by Boise State. Yeah. Like, you got trucked, Utah State, 27 to 3. Okay, I feel you better. You didn't now. get into the end zone in that game, bro. I feel better now. Do you? Uh, the last six games have been split between Utah State and BYU 3-3, Greg Hawkins says. BYU looks much better this year, but I expect to see Utah State come out guns blazing. They always seem to get up for this game. They do. Well, it's the they biggest come, game on their schedule. They will come out fully aroused. Trust me. Yeah. Spencer Morgan says BYU can't get in a shootout with Utah State. No, they should not. But again, I think that's why having Nice Amahe back in, in Tyler Batty is so important. Yeah. Having that defensive line intact, that like, and this is what we talked about on Monday, 61 notifications on Sunday morning about how bad the BYU defense is without your two best defensive linemen. You know, like, and your best linebacker, but who's counting? South Florida. Relax. R Romney on Romney crime. Relax. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, BYU. Just take a nice and easy. Yeah. Okay, just relax. Please. Settle down, please. BYU fan CJ says, with our D-line mostly back, I don't see how we lose, honestly. This isn't the mentally weak BYU teams of a few years ago. I agree. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the expectation is not that this is going to be a close game. The, the expectation is BYU is going to handle this team, that, that BYU is going to be up double digits at half. Triple digits. Triple digits. BYU is going to be up quadruple digits. It's 150 to three at halftime. Ocho siete cinco seis. Anyway, wow. I don't. Wow. Are people myring? Yes. Yes. So I was talking to a, a, a Latin business owner the other day at, at the Yelpatory. Right. And my wife, um, who works for a huge tech company, whose former CEO went to space, um, was sitting there with me. And I, I we sit next to each other all day. She farts into her fan. It's amazing. <laughs> anyway, the point is. Oh, um, what a loser. You know, um, we were sitting there and I said, hey, man. Um, oh, like, how do you spell sace? <laughs> I don't know either. That's not what we're about. I don't know. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. So we were trying to figure wow. that out. We're not the smartest people around. How do you spell sace? S-E-X. Um, you know, I think yeah. it's S E I. I don't remember what we came up with, but my wife was like, "It's S E I S." Oh, is it? I'm really? pretty sure. Okay, I can't spell my own name on most days. Pretty sure my wife laughed at me because yeah, I don't know why I was trying to spell it when I was talking on the phone, but it's fine. Anyway, the point is, the point is, I don't know what we were talking about, but good talk. But good talk. I yeah. think BYU uh -huh. is going to win. Um, I also think that we have a game tonight, and then. A huge NFL weekend yeah. to get to. Mm -hmm. You want to do the lock first, or do you want to do TV Bill? 12 and Bill? Okay, yeah. let's do the lock first. So, okay, okay. good, good, I, I good. Can. Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick this weekend um, in New England. Mm -hmm. So here's my question. Who was more responsible for the success of the Patriots dynasty, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? Go. <laughs> uh yeah tom brady all day <laughs> i don't have any doubt about it man i think i think um you know based on what we're starting to hear come out in terms of the you know the new book that was released and all the different stories and what everyone's talking about their dynamic is is fascinating you know and, and it really is starting to turn out that 
that Tom was was the guy who controlled the offense and Bill was the guy who controlled the defense. So to me, when I think about, you know, all the legendary clutch drives that Tom Brady has put together, you know, whether it was, you know, the Falcons Super Bowl, the 28 to three that we all know and love, like, like to me, I think that that Tom Brady has made so many clutch plays that I don't really think that this is even a discussion, you know, um, you right. But, 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 uh, huh. Adam Vinatieri kicked how many field goals to win Tom Brady a ring? I And this is the conversation, I think, that has no right answer, by the way. But as far as who was more responsible, they both played an equal role. Tom Brady lived at the feet of the Patriots defense for at least four of those championships. Um, did Tom Brady make incredible throws and plays and helmet catches? And yes, he did. Did all that happen? Yes, it did. But if you look at the big moments that won and lost games, there were sensational moments. Tom Brady was involved in very few of those. Bill Belichick's defense was unbelievable. You look at, at, at again, you lost a Super Bowl on a helmet catch. I mean, think about that. Like You easily, not easily, you could have won nine, eight or nine Super Bowls Yeah, that you lost like three of them by one play. That's insane. One guy is not responsible for that. Now, did Tom Brady make Chris Hogan unbelievable? He did. Did Tom Brady make Rob Gronkowski? I think he probably did. Did Tom Brady make Vince Wilfork? I don't think he did. You know, if you go back and you look at Rodney Harrison, if you go back and you look at all of those great defenses, defenses win you championships. But without Tom Brady, are they... Six-time Super Bowl champions? They're not. Without Bill Belichick, are they six-time Super Bowl champions? They're not. I think they're equally responsible. Yeah, my biggest thing is just that, you know, I don't think it's any secret that Bill Belichick has never been a player's coach, right? He's never been the 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 most liked individual. And I think, you know, the other side of the conversation that I never hear anybody talk about is also the leadership, you know? I think I think Bill Belichick um, is liked because he wins, you know, and he's respected because he wins. But I think when it comes down to leading football teams, I, I genuinely believe that like Tom Brady is the best in the business because I look at I look at um, yeah all the guys to your point that he's made. You know, I look at even now like last year Scotty Miller uh, against the Packers. Like who the hell is Scotty Miller? You know, just coming out of the woodwork with random names. And I think that 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 ability to lead guys is is elite. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's unfair in a team sport to say that, you know, Tom Brady is solely responsible for all the winning they did. But I just think there are not many other quarterbacks that I can even think of. You could probably count them all in one hand that could do what he's done, you know, in those in those moments. You know, that that's what I what I come back to. Okay, so he's won six Super Bowls in New England, seven total, Tommy. Right, Tommy. 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 But if I look at the win over the Rams, mm-hmm. you know, like I, and I, I, because I don't have a life. So last night I was looking at this box score, <laughs> right? And I was just thinking to myself, like, hey, this is cool. And there's no doubt that Mariah Carey singing the national anthem was awesome. But when you look at the way that that game came down to, and I understand that Tom Brady won the, the MVP. They held the Rams, a team that was 14 and 2, to 17 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the defenses are elite. 
Malcolm Butler won them a won them a a, a Super Bowl in the end zone against the Seahawks. Well, I I just don't even yeah I don't know man. Ty Law was a Hall of Famer as a corner and a wide receiver. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? Like you you think about some of the names in, in this game, and I'm just I can't even I cannot even begin to I cannot even begin to understand like how do you hold Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk to 76 yards rushing like they held Marshall Falk under 200 yards yeah I like football I like football season all the things that I mean, go with he's it. unbelievable right they they understand his defense was so good everybody's like well Kurt threw for almost 400 yards in that Super Bowl yeah but he threw two interceptions and they only scored 17 points <laughs> and I think of all their Super Bowls this Super Bowl tells you that when your receivers were Troy Brown J.R. Redmond, Jermaine Wiggins. Who the fuck is that? Like, are you kidding me? Antoine Smith. Well, and I think your best point there is is Kurt Warner throws for 400 yards and two picks, and they only have 17 points. And Marshall Falk didn't really run in that game. That tells you that they shut the run down, and they put you in a position where all you could do is throw the football. How many touchdowns did Marshall Falk have in that game? Going to guess a goose egg. Zero. <clears throat> like, that's saying something. Yeah. That's saying something. Yeah. And you look at you look at the fact that like they held them to 90 the Rams to 90 yards rushing in that game. One of the greatest offenses ever. Like I I don't know. I I think they're equally responsible for each other's success. And I, I just I think it's incredible. Well, I and, think and it I really do agree. is. I agree with the people who are saying that they both want to prove a point in this game. I definitely agree with that. For sure. One way or the other, no matter how you feel about who is more responsible or whatever, there's no doubting that they both really want to win this game. And I again, I just go back and say, yes, absolutely. They both want to win this game. No doubt. But I I just go back and I say to myself, how many Super Bowls did they win without Bill, Bill Belichick? Maybe two, three. Okay, well, how many Super Bowls did they win without Tom Brady? I don't know. Like, if Drew Bledsoe stays healthy, are they a Super Bowl team? Yeah, I probably think so. Mm. They probably win a couple of Super Bowls. Yeah. They don't win six without either one of them. I know that to be a fact. Yeah. I know that to be a fact. It is It is really difficult to replace Tom Brady, who is the greatest quarterback to ever play in the NFL. Yeah. You don't replace that guy. You don't replace Bill Belichick, who is the greatest coach in the history of the National Football League. You don't replace – one of the best – defensive minds ever yeah you don't replace that guy so I hate I hate conversations where we got to tear one guy down to build another guy up this one I just don't see a need to do it let's get your thoughts on it um Brylark says gonna be a nice suck fest tonight with the Jags and Bengals I actually think the Bengals are a playoff team if everybody stays healthy and they continue to process and develop they've I'm Joe Burrow looks great I mean I think he's him and, and Jamar are playing incredible football. Connection is there. I, I right? Yes. I and I I think if Joe Mixon can stay healthy, like <clears throat> their defense is good enough. I think that they could be a playoff team. I don't know that they can win a playoff game, but with the way that division's to, falling apart. Yeah. They don't even need to. They just need to make, get there. Yeah. You know. I'm actually it, it is tonight the night where Trevor Lawrence finally wins a game. I I don't know, dude. I mean, is tonight the night where he even looks like reasonable <laughs> that's Plausible. the thing dude like is 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 there is this the game where trevor lawrence finally actually looks like he knows what he's doing 
You know, that's been my biggest struggle with Trevor is it just doesn't look like he's prepared. It doesn't look like he is he is ready. You know, at least with like Zach Wilson, you know, you can see, okay, you know, the the read is right, but his guy just isn't open. He has nowhere to go with the football, you know. So it's forcing him to to take risk. And with Trevor, it's like this guy just doesn't even know like like what even his options are sometimes it feels like, which is why it's just been so bad. So I mean, yeah, tonight Dude. is definitely an opportunity for him to to take a step forward. I, I and really the game needs it. The game needs guys like Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence, just like it needs Kyler Murray to to keep doing what he's doing. You know, just like we need Justin Herbert to to continue to 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 be as good as he's been. I mean, you're you're you. I hope everyone realizes that we're leaving and basically have now left the golden era of quarterbacking in the NFL. And there was like a five-minute pause where there wasn't really a lot of quarterback talent in the league, and now that's kind of been replenished now, obviously. So I just hope that, like, whether it is Herbert, obviously he's panning out, but I hope, like, Herbert, Burrow, I would love to see Trevor Lawrence become, like, a a big-time quarterback because the league needs it. Jake. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is not going to be a big-time quarterback. What? I'm telling you, this guy's a journeyman, period. And you can look around the league. he's just going to be a journeyman. That's it. Because Bro. guys, you guys will show like, and this is the Zach Wilson conversation. Zach Wilson has shown you special. He has shown you moments where you're like, God damn. And then he throws like stupid interceptions and gets sacked for holding the ball. <laughs> like, but you've seen those moments. Yeah. You've seen those moments out of Justin Fields. Like if you go around this league, how come we've, we've for two years supported um, that idiot Baker Mayfield who you find sexy. Right. Because you can see the moments where it's like, okay, this guy's got top end. Yeah, have, when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Have you seen one moment out of Trevor Lawrence where you're like, my God. Nope. He's something more than a huge forehead and a hot piece of ass for a white. My God, he looks like he played again. He played with the best offensive talent in college football. <laughs> like Trevor Lawrence appears to be a guy who is on the best team in football with the best defense and the best offense. And now that he doesn't have a bunch of talent around him, now he doesn't look that good. And he looks like a guy who doesn't know where he's going with the football. And to me, tonight, I think what's really important is it's not Trevor Lawrence who's going to win the game for the Jags. It's Shaq Griffin that's going to win the game for the Jags. Because I'm telling you right now, if Jamar Chase goes crazy again, if Joe Burrow smokes a cigar with Jamar Chase after the game, It'll be because Shaq Griffin got beaten badly. Yeah. And I, I think he needs to he needs to play well. And the other guy that's got to play well is Miles Jack. Miles Jack is a bad SOB. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you look at when you look at Joe Mixon and you look at the way this offense wants to go after the Jags, Miles Jack's gonna have to have a huge game. Yeah. Or they're not going to win because Trevor Lawrence is just not capable of um, of carrying that football team. And I think that it's really unfortunate because when you have a forehead the size, I'll stop. Anyway, my point on Trevor Lawrence is he just doesn't look prepared week in and week out. I don't know if that's him. I don't know if that's coaches. I don't Herbs. know. If, maybe the game just hasn't slowed down enough yet. Or maybe he just sucks. It's one of the two. Because you haven't seen flashes of brilliance from Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, maybe he's a 4A player. Can dominate college football, but nothing in the NFL. Well, well, it's rough. 
it's not something that you ever want to talk about, especially when you're the number one overall pick. You know? I think they're in real trouble with him. I I just and I could be I could be I could be wrong. But when Trevor Lawrence is asked, hey, how are things going? I feel good about where I am. Hey, how do your test goals feel today? Well, you know, actually, I feel good about where I am. Hey, um, how's, uh, you know, how are you dealing with uh, no income tax in the state of Florida? Well, I feel good about where I am. I'm a man. That's his answer to every. Well, I feel good about where I am. And you can just tell <laughs> you can just tell that homie is in is in real trouble. Yeah, he's in real trouble. The guy that makes you feel like Zach Wilson is going to be okay is Sam Darnold. He leaves. He goes to Carolina. They're undefeated. Everybody's happy with Sam. Yep. The Jets are a joke. The Bears. The Bears are a joke. Justin Fields not being used well, not being supported. They don't have a head coach or anybody who knows how to call plays. Okay, you get why Justin Fields is struggling. Yeah. Justin Herbert. In, in San Diego, we play in somebody else's stadium in L.A. now. He's a guy where you're like, God damn, look at him throw the ball all over the field. Instantly, Justin Herbert was good. The best quarterback in college football was Justin Herbert. Who Who is the best young quarterback in the NFL right now? Yep. Justin Herbert. You talk about the guy who's next, who's next? Justin Herbert's already arrived. Yeah. Right? Where's Trevor Lawrence? Justin Herbert never looked like this. Joe Burrow never looked like this. Trevor Lawrence is in fucking trouble, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, excuse my French. See, I'm trying not to curse. Yeah, but, you know, you, you just, yeah, you can't do that, bro. I'm trying not to curse. You know, when, but when the show is playing on the A word on the counter and the kids are around, you know, that's that's not wow. good. That's not good, dude. Wow. I love Cincinnati tonight. Yeah, you should. You should. I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. Yeah, I, well, I mean, his story is already legendary, right? I mean, you come into the league, you look good. You get your ass kicked. You suffer a major leg injury. Yes. You come back. You look good again. Like you know, it's it's a great story, man. And and I and I really do believe I, I'm with you. I think they could be a postseason team. I don't think they'd win a postseason game, but I think just to get there would be a hell of an achievement for where when this you, team's at. When you have a big time quarterback and a big time receiver, all you need is a sustainable defense. Yeah. And that bungles defense is more than sustainable. Bungles the bungles. Uh, Sean Mirzinski says, no question it's Brady as the Patriots are struggling even two years after he has left. Well, I don't know if the Patriots are struggling this year. I think when Cam Newton's your quarterback, you don't just replace Tom Brady, right? You just don't. Mac Jones looks like Mac Jones, another young quarterback. Mac Jones looks like he knows what the defense is trying to do and where the ball needs to go. And why is that? Because he has one of the best offensive coordinators in football. And what's Trevor Lawrence got? Oh, that's right. A huge forehead. Uh, Brylark said the Patriots success is what happens when you put the greatest player of all time uh, with the greatest coach of all time. Then you take Tommy and throw him on the stack team and you get the last Super Bowl. True. So get your facts straight. Jerk. Uh, Greg Hawkins says New England probably wouldn't have won that many Super Bowls without Tommy. Uh, I just he said Tom Brady, but it's mm -hmm. more enjoyable to say Tommy. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says and Tommy would like a little less money in order to get good players around him. True. Always a good thing. Uh, Belichick needs it more than Brady does, Mirzinski says. Agreed. Patriots can't go one and three. Agreed. Brylark says, Monty, you can't lose the Bears and go to the playoffs. League rules. Well, we'll see about that. The Bears have won a game? <laughs> Are you sure? Um, 
the Nye guy says, go Bungles, morning studs. What's up, Nye guy? Good to see you. Uh, what's the college football game tonight? I don't know. Ask me tomorrow. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Spencer Morgan says, Trevor Lawrence doesn't have a forehead. He has a five head. <laughs> it's my guy. Uh, Absolutely right. Dude, that's so good. Um, You know what? The Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think it is Virginia, Miami tonight, Tanner. Uh, FK the Beast says, when's the Xbox giveaway? Whenever I feel like it. <laughs> I'm a little salty today. What? How many subs do we have on this channel? Subs. Subs. The mm. meteoric rise. Goddamn sheep. Uh, <laughs> How's your arm today from, this, from the stab, the jab? It doesn't hurt anymore. No? Yeah. You guys missed that last night, by the way. What? That guy, when we were walking into the gym, the old man with the tie-dye shirt on, uh-huh. called us sheep. Oh, did he? The three of us, Mrs. Monty, Jake, and I walked into the gym last night, and this old man in a tie-dye shirt said sheep. I think he was talking to us because we were the only ones in the gym wearing a mask. Yeah. But it's fine. I was good. It, it, like, it's just so funny to me. I See, ever since we had that run-in with that one dude at the gym, the old guy at the gym, I did, why is it always an old guy, by the way? Can I just point that out? Why is it always an old guy? I don't know. Uh, 2,273 subscribers on this show. Hey, man. Remarkable. I'm telling you, it's about two weeks out. Two We're going to give out. away the Traeger smoker. We're going to figure out this Xbox thing. If, you know, Mr. Diamond Cutter over here would actually open his wallet and buy a PS5 for us to give away, we could just randomly give away the Xbox, but he doesn't want to do that because he Three hates our listeners. This is inaccurate. Yeah, he hates our listeners, doesn't, like, want to do anything nice for you guys. So... <laughs> I don't hate our listeners. We all know that. Well, I, I, I don't hate our listeners. Our, our listeners hate me. There's a big difference. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> exactly right. Um, although last, I thought it was interesting on Twitter last night, you got a lot of love for, for the video I put up of you lifting. Yeah. Yeah. Jim was fun last night. It was a good yeah. time. We should talk about that. Yeah. Later in the show. Yeah. We should do that. Uh, make sure you hit subscribe. Take a picture that you're subscribed. Tag us on Instagram, Twitter, and or TikTok, any of those three or all of those three. Jake is SLC Supercars. I am uh, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Um, and you're entered to win the Traeger or, you know, I mean, if you want an Xbox instead of a Traeger, I mean, I mean we can make that happen. Um, how's the viral video? The viral video is good. Yeah, I, isn't it over 2 million now? Oh, it's way over 2 million. It's approaching 3 million. Okay. Let's uh, see what you got. On the old TikTok machine. Again, I just turn it on and I have a, a and I, I kid you not, I don't know if you can see this or not. On my TikTok channel, on my, my spaceship of a phone, right. I have 135 new followers. No kidding. Just since I got out of bed this morning. Oh, on, people myra. On this stupid video, um, 2.7 million on this video of a Cafe Rio tortilla press. I want it. Uh, on my TikTok. has... 2,769,000 views. It's legit, dude. It's legit. And I have picked up thousands. I'm at like 1,645 followers on TikTok now because of a Cafe Rio video. I've not, I, on TikTok, that's my first viral video. Yeah. I've had a ton of my tweets go over a million, but I've never had a TikTok or Instagram post go over a million. There you go. So that was pretty fun. Uh, shoot, I slept in. Uh, I got, I'm three hours and 15 minutes late. Okay, Cody. Um, hell yeah, Monty, get them TikTok followers. Everybody follow me on TikTok, yeah. please. 
You know what I'm saying? Chris Carnes says BYU versus Boise sold out. Take care of USU and the Boise game is going to be huge. Boise. Yes. Boise State. I really I'm look that's the game I'm really looking forward to. I'm not looking past the Aggie tears. Um I'm looking forward no, to No, you're Aggie just tears. you're just drinking the whole cup of Aggie tears and you know moving on. Yeah. Um Yeah, we're on to Boise. My favorite thing about Jake is as much as the commenters bust his balls, he never sinks down to our level. Yeah. You know, no, I, can't, I can't do that. I'm a sophisticated man. Yeah. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, what's up, guys? Morning, Teddy. Teddy's uncle. What? Teddy Wayman's uncle or cousin or brother or whatever is going to do our deck. Really? Yes. We'll talk about that later. Okay. I, ha- I hate. I love the end result <laughs> of having things done at the house. I right. hate the process of it. It's brutal. I hate it. Um, Marcus says you're an idiot. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to. Uh, James Knight says any update on Jake's school teacher ho? Wow. Wow. <laughs> any now... update on the school teacher ho? Ho. <laughs> She's a ho. Wow. Yeah. So what's up with the school teacher? Uh, probably seen her tonight. Yeah, we texted last night a little bit. Might be seeing her tonight before she leaves on her trip. She wanted to hang out. So yeah. Are you going to let it hang out? Uh, hopefully. All right. Uh, there you go. Wow, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. You already have that fat joke up. All right. That's fine. <laughs> um, uh, is the Vaza off Bangator any good? Wife just got a membership yesterday, at least if that's where y'all go. It is. It is, and it is good. It it's is just good. busy as hell. We. I don't like going after work. You know, we roll in there at like seven last night and it's just a bunch of infected COVID carrying rats are in there lifting. Mr. Fucking vaccination genius scientific uh, expert, you fucking asshole. He's over there, you know, doing bench press in the squat rack and it's just packed. It's a really nice gym, though. We usually show up there Saturday morning first thing. First thing being 530 in the morning. Yeah. And then we'll lift at lunchtime usually, which is my preference. Yeah. And it's all good, you know, but it, it when you show up there between seven and eight thirty at night, it's just crawling. Well, now it's Thursday. So no one, no, nobody goes to the gym on Thursday and Friday. Right, They're too but lazy. You're, you're neither do you because you're trying to get, you know. Well, yeah, we're going to go on lunch today. Oh, great. Thanks for telling me. Well, we didn't have a chance to talk about it. <laughs> well, we're going on lunch because that's your preference. You know, because I got a fist off later tonight. I got a fist uh. off <laughs> later tonight. <laughs> Greg Hawkins says Vaza is great. It's only drawback is it's crowded all the time. Yeah. Brylock says Grocock isn't here because nobody is turning on the Grocock signal at night in Australia. True. I, I, you know, like, Hey, Corey, Corey's great. Like I, I, uh, message with him occasionally dudes, dudes, a baller. The thing, the reason he's not here often is because he actually plays rugby. So homie's busy. I get it. Um, nice, Jake. Hopefully we get a nice teacher story going into the weekend. Yeah, for sure, dude. For that, sure. So she doesn't listen to this show yet, right? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Let's talk about pumps and a bump. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a man. <laughs> totally kidding. Um, Kyrie wow. Irving and NBA vax mandates. Wow. Is where we need to talk about <laughs> pumps and a bump. That was amazing. Um, should the NBA mandate vaccines? I don't know how many of you are keeping up with the weirdo Kyrie Irving. He is an odd dude. I think we all know that. Um, 
he is looking at losing $17.6 million this year because he is unvaccinated and currently because of New York City vaccine mandates, which require full vaccination to be involved in any indoor gathering. Kyrie Irving cannot practice or play in home games or games against the Knicks. So you can't practice with the Nets. You can't play for the Nets in New York or Brooklyn or against the Knicks at the Garden. The Garden. Or in San Francisco against the Warriors because the city of San Francisco has a very similar mandate. Kyrie Irving is looking at being unvaccinated, missing 44 games to the tune of $400,000 a game or $17.6 million on the season. Jake, should he get vaccinated? Uh, yeah, I mean, he should get vaccinated. I mean, I, I just, I don't understand. This is what I have trouble with. So I never have a problem with someone who says, I don't want to do something because X, Y, and Z. You know, for these reasons, I feel uncomfortable about getting vaccinated. My problem with Kyrie Irving is he never has a reason. Well, I just want to keep it private. Um, Or, yeah, I mean, that's been his main reason. I just want to keep it private, you know? Well, that's not a good enough reason, Kyrie Irving. That's not. Like, you're Kyrie Irving. You're one of the best basketball players on planet Earth, and you think you're above the threshold. You think you're above the standard. And that's what bothers me. Whereas if he would say, hey, yeah, I, I'm uncomfortable getting vaccinated because I, I, you know, I'm not sure about the long-term effects. I'm not sure about, you know, how it would affect my body. Um, you know, whatever is his actual reason is, I think he needs to be held accountable to share that. Not, I don't think it's cool for these athletes to just hide behind. Well, I just want to keep it private. Like that to me is just not good enough. So should the league enforce a vaccine mandate? No, that's probably a step far, but are they basically enforcing a vaccine mandate? Yes, they are. They are. And they're doing a hell of a job with it. I think this is a mistake. I think it's a mistake by Kyrie Irving. I think it's a mistake by the NBA. There should have been an agreement in place between the players and the league because you're you're dealing with this with Devin Booker. You know, you're dealing with this with Jonathan Isaac. You're dealing with this. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, certainly. And then all of a sudden, again, shockingly, LeBron James got vaccinated. He said, it's because I care about the people around me and I want to win games. I don't know what to do here. Because I am firmly of the belief that Kyrie Irving could do whatever the hell he wants. But how responsible is he to the Brooklyn Nets? I feel like Kyrie Irving doesn't believe he owes the Brooklyn Nets anything. And this goes back to our conversation a couple of weeks ago about trading him. Yeah. He's just not worth this. I'm telling you right now, Kyrie Irving is not the reason that team's going to win games. Mm -hmm. And I love his game. I love watching him play. I'm, I'm pretty much Steve Nash part two, except I can't play basketball in the NBA and I'm not thin and my wife's not, you know, like a supermodel and I don't have his money. Other than that, him and I are exact same guy. The point is, listen, he talked about how it's great to have Kyrie back on the floor. Brooklyn is doing training camp in La Jolla, which is where their owner lives so they're all there and they can populate together and share their COVID. Um, <laughs> the point is, I love Kyrie as a player. I don't like him as a dude. I don't think he cares about the Nets who pay him $400,000 a game to go convert to Islam in the middle of a season, to go to a, 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 a party for your sister in the middle of the season and wind up in COVID protocol. 
to not care about playing because I don't think Kyrie Irving cares if he ever plays another game in the in the NBA as long as he gets paid. And here's the thing. Kyrie Irving isn't going to get paid. The NBA mandated that if you are not vaccinated and you miss games, you are not to get paid for those games. And it drives me crazy. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I have no idea. Like, there's a couple of filtered comments. Uh, one of them is asking about the Kyrie conspiracy theory. Kyrie Irving is like several tweets that said that the vaccine is being used against black Americans to create a satanic cult because they're implanting chips in the vaccine or they're putting chips in the vaccine to inject into black people to make them a satanic cult. What? what? No, I said satanic cult for Dude, black people. What? Well, here's my question. What about us white folks? Do are we we we're not allowed in the satanic cult? What about equal opportunity? Anyway, my point is that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But Kyrie Irving is liking those tweets. So now people are reporting that he's not getting vaccinated because he's worried about getting a chip inserted into his body that will make him part of a satanic cult. Infowars.com. Do you this is who we are now? Every conspiracy theory is true. Donald Trump's going to be reinstalled as president two months ago now. It still hasn't happened. Like, are, are, are you kidding me? Like, satanic cults for black people through the vaccine. That's what we're dealing with. The, the type, that type of crazy doesn't generally win you championships or live to see 50. Yeah. Move on from Kyrie Irving if you're the Brooklyn Nets. Move on. The guy's not worth it, I'm telling you now. Um, let's see. Nyga or MPS 24 says Kyrie is stupid. Yeah, that's very true. Um, Kyrie has that loser Ted Cruz in his corner. Now, if that doesn't change his mind, nothing will. Ted Cruz should shut up. Ted Cruz <laughs> yesterday tweeted that every he, what did he said? Something to the, effect I stand of, with Kyrie. Right, I but, stand with Ben. I like, I stand with all these guys, but I understand that Ted Cruz is not a very good Senator, but he is a Senator. Um, Ted Cruz tweeted yesterday. I'm trying to find the tweet where he said, I stand with Kyrie, Andrew Wiggins, Bradley Beal, Jonathan Isaac, hashtag your body, your choice, unless it's abortion in Texas. <laughs> This is the hypocrisy that we deal with. So wait, your body, your choice on vaccine. But if a woman wants to make a personal choice with her body, she can't do that. Do you see we just can't have one conversation because of idiots like Ted Cruz who just don't have any accountability because we don't hold people accountable in this country. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to me. And the frustrating thing is that Kyrie doesn't want to be held accountable. Nick the Dick Rolovich doesn't want to be held accountable. Yeah. So when they're asked about their vaccine status, what do they do? Well, it I'm, I'm entitled to privacy. Kyrie Irving answered every question about the vaccine yesterday at Media Day, which he did on a TV remotely because he's not allowed in the indoor gatherings in New York. Respect my privacy, please. Next question. Well, actually, no, we're paying you $400,000. We don't have to respect your privacy. Retire from the NBA because you don't want to get vaccinated. Then we'll respect your privacy because then they won't be paying you $400,000 a game. Yep. 
right? Nick Rolovich, who's the highest paid state employee in Washington state, $3.2 million a year. There's a state employee vaccine mandate in Washington state. We don't actually have to respect your privacy. You're a public employee making $3.2 million. Yeah. If you don't want to get vaccinated, resign. You suck as a football coach to boot. Your team's terrible. You lost to Utah State. Okay, I probably shouldn't have said that last part. I think part. that's HIPAA? Yeah, I, I shouldn't have said that last part. Anyway, the point is... <laughs> the point is... Oh, my God. Dude. We need vaccines. Everybody's like, well, I have to do my research. I don't quite understand the long-term... What long-term impact? Well, we don't know yet. So, wait, let me get this right. You're saying if... If you want to study the vaccine to see what the long-term impacts are. So we're going on, what, eight months of vaccine distributed, nine months? You don't think we would have seen side effects or long-term impacts by now? You, like, you don't, if, if it was going to kill people or mutate their balls, you don't think we would have seen mutated balls by now? Like, are you serious? I've had three doses of it. It makes you fat, clearly. But other than that, you're fine. <laughs> Right? Like, what are we doing? Wow. What are we doing? Yeah. Anyway. So that's why I say I think he just does all this for the attention. That's legitimately what I think. I don't disagree. Uh, Mirzinski says, listen, do I think he's being ridiculous? Yes, but I don't think it should be forced on him. It's a slippery slope. Listen, if Kyrie doesn't want to get vaccinated, I, I'm, all, I'm all for personal choice. But deal and, with the consequences. And this is what I say about abortion and every other issue like this. Hey, I don't agree with it. I I think everybody should get vaccinated so the pandemic ends, right? I want to go to concerts again, but I can't because of the pandemic, right? I want to feel good going to Lavelle Edwards or Rice Eccles in front of 50,000, 60,000 people, but I can't because of the pandemic. So I think everybody should get vaccinated. But if you don't want to, I understand that. Just stay the hell away from me, Right. Oh, by the way, if you're Kyrie or Andrew Wiggins and you don't want to get vaccinated, just walk away from the NBA. Till the pandemic's over, till the vaccine mandates are lifted, just don't play in the NBA then. Yeah. Don't don't ask your teams to pay you money that are especially in Wiggins and Kyrie's situ situations that are built around you. Yeah. Your teams are built around you. And LeBron James talked about this. Part of the reason LeBron got vaccinated is because the Lakers rely on him to win a championship as the Warriors and as the Brooklyn Nets do. So tell them you're not going to get vaccinated and walk away. And oh, by the way, walk away from the paycheck too. Oh, but you need the money. So get vaccinated. Oh, but it's your body, your choice. You can't have it both ways, Nick the Dick Rolovich. Yeah. Retire, quit. Nobody wants you as the head coach at Washington State anyway. I mean, raise your hand if you're Go Cougs. Rolly's my guy. <laughs> Nobody's got their hand up. Anyway, I'll stop. Teddy Wayman says, glad the Jazz are 100% vaccinated. Don't need our players missing games. Thank you. N I Yeah, I agree. See, that's the thing, too. Once you're 100% vaccinated, this conversation goes away. You don't have to have media sessions about, oh, well, why aren't you vaccinated? You don't have to have all this drama. That's the thing that's that's hard to accept with all these guys. Can I just tell you that Ghost Protein peanut butter cereal milk is amazing. Mm -hmm. The link is down below. You should buy it through our link so we make money. The point is, 
It's true. The point is, um, I just, I, if you don't like mandates, then don't get upset when people lose their jobs. Seriously. Zach Thornton says he has a right to keep it private. Give it up. Plenty good. He uh, holds strong. He doesn't owe anything to anyone. Well, actually, he does. He does. Brooklyn Nets built a team around him, and they're paying him $17 million, $17.6 million for half a season. $400,000 a night they pay that guy to play basketball. You don't think he owes them anything? You don't, you know. I mean, like, they built their team around him. You don't think that he should feel some responsibility to be present to be available even the to play games to his teammates hell well, who, to whoever like to his family that's the other thing he and listen i don't care about your faith i don't care about your religion be who you want to be be you bro but when being you impacts a bunch of other people and costs other people money and risks other people's well-being you have a bigger responsibility than just yourself. And I, I, I think this is a ridiculous conversation. How can you say his body, his choice, my body, my choice, and then do all this, whether it's abortion or anything else? Why? The other thing is, why all of a sudden has this vaccine become so political? Like, did you not take the chickenpox vaccine? Did you not? Are you not getting your dog vaccinated from rabies because for whatever reason i mean what's good for the goose is you good take for your the polio vaccine right i mean do you understand like do you understand the ridiculousness of this conversation I, it's amazing to me and when you say that he owes nobody anything he owes nobody anything that i Come think on, that's guy. a little short-sighted Kyrie's iq is lower than ben simmons three-point shooting percentage that might be true i don't know Kyrie doesn't strike me as stupid. Kyrie strikes me as a guy who likes to be anti-norm. Kyrie likes to do Kyrie, and I say, Kyrie, do you, bro. I'm all for that. Just take your ass home, retire from the league, and have a nice day. Is what I'm saying. Um, why are you guys blocking? I'm not. I, we don't filter any. There's a bunch of. Did you see the story yesterday? <laughs> YouTube has banned all anti-vax and anti-vaccine content. So if you're getting blocked, that's not me. Yeah, that's not us, dude. We don't do that. The Nye guy says Kyrie can crawl away to Neckbeard out uh, on his computer doing his research with Bigfoot and Loch Ness. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to go and find the Earth is flat too, bud. So, yeah, have a nice day. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Joshua Blaylock Dixon says, good morning, fellas. Let's have a good <laughs> day. Yep. We agree. Yep. MPS 24 says George Washington University greater than Washington State University. I would agree with that, especially in football. Yeah. Uh, any new intel on the USC head coaching job? I think Ultra Supra. Do you drive a Supra? I'm coming more and more towards the middle on the Supra. I used to be anti-Supra. Anyway. Um, you know, funny thing is there's not much going on at USC because I think they can't interview the coaches they want to interview. Yeah. And so this is going to be a plotting, methodical, take your ass beating kind of season. <laughs> USC needs Jackson Dart to get healthy quickly. And it's probably in two weeks that he'll be able to play. We'll see. He says, no, I don't drive a Supra, LOL. Blaylock Dixon says, Joe Ingles. Okay. I mean, 
you know, he is a person. That's correct. Um, but the USC coaching search, I think, is going to take time. Because I think, well, I don't think, I know they want to interview Eric Bieniemy. And after what went on with Andy Reid last week, and thankfully Andy's out of the hospital and they say he's back to work. Um, but Eric Bieniemy coming out of that loss, I mean, he they've got a lot going on. Obviously, they want to interview Kalani Sataki. I don't see that happening for uh, several months at this point. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know that you – know, I had an interesting conversation with the BYU guy the other day about whether Kalani will take the interview or not. It's funny. We've gone through – we've gone from does BYU or does USC have interest in Kalani Sataki to will Kalani take the interview. And this is Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. I don't know that – I don't think he'll take the interview. Yeah. Luke's not leaving Cincinnati. He's pretty much said that. Um, Kaber says, Kyber? Uh, says, grew up in the same neighborhood as Jackson Dart, that there was an interesting family. That kid was raised from the womb to make it to pro football, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Ultra Super says, LOL, Kiffin, never. By the way, did you guys see the article? I think it was at ESPN.com about the Nick Saban Lane Kiffin relationship while Lane was at uh Alabama Roll Tide. Nick Saban supposedly told um Lane Kiffin, "Hey, look, this your offense is a Lamborghini that's driving off a cliff." <laughs> like they did not I mean they worked well together in that they won games. They did not like each other. Yeah. You know. Um Nye guy uh oh, how do I block people? Because Nye guy's going to get blocked. <laughs> USC's waiting for the Bears to fire Matt Nagy. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Well played. Um, Tanner Plummer says Cancun Cruise. Yes. Yes. Uh, threw a hissy fit about Britney Spears the other day. We have bigger problems in this country than that. Well, free Britney actually happened. Conservatorship is coming to an end, mother. Mm -hmm. uh ultra super says action jackson yep that kid is something special hit i mean how did he not end up at byu or utah because quarterbacks don't go to utah yeah we've been over that many times um elvin gully says arkansas versus byu that would be arkansas in 2022 and 2023 looking forward to uh that trip to provo i'm telling you right now the 2022 BYU football schedule. Lit. I good luck. Just so you can go to Pound Town. Right. I, I mean, good luck. Yeah. That is a killer schedule. Zachary Thornton says Kalani sees himself as the prototype of Lavelle Edwards and will stay as long as he wins. I hope so. I think he's earned that right. And I think you that'd know, be I mean, good for the program. It would be very good for the program. Very, very good for the program. Um, when are we stop asking when we're giving the Xbox away? I don't, we haven't, we haven't decided yet, dude. Take a picture that you're subscribed. Tag that picture on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Tag SLC supercars and uh, the Monty show on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. And you're entered to win the Traeger smoker and the Xbox. The trigger Traeger. It's Traeger. Anyway, um, um, Brylark says, does SLC supercars drive a supercar? That's a negative. No. One day. He drives an Isuzu Rodeo. Yes. I mean, I guess you could say that's a supercar. Um, you know. 
it's not the best situation, and we all know that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You actually have the – I think you have one of the nicest Subaru WRX STIs that wake up neighbors in the state of See, Utah. See, you always say that. It is not that loud. Like, I could make it okay. probably twice as loud. Okay, listen. Like oh, – It's not that loud. Man. I could make it obnoxiously loud. Hey, son, let's not do a muffler, Dwayne. Well, Dan, it's not that loud. I want more. Right up until the neighbor, who's like 87 years old, walked out to Jake one day and said, um, hey there, Skippy. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to sleep over here, and every time you light that engine up, a little pee comes out. <laughs> so, like our neighbor across the street, this was several months ago, and Jake, the guy turned to walk away, and Jake pretty much went like, <laughs> you know, flipped him the bird. Uh, but anyway, so the guy's like, hey, Skippy, uh, or hey, Sport, look, Is champ. this your car? Hey, champ, is this your car? Jake's like, yeah, you want to see it? He's like, no, um. You know, if you could not tear away, because it's really loud. That's not what we're about. This guy was like, if you could not take off so quickly so the car's not so loud, have you heeded his request? I. The funny thing is, I wasn't taking off quickly either way. Yeah, the funny thing is, your car is loud. It's not, Yes. Dude. Okay, so every morning, Jake comes to my house at 530 to do the show. Usually when he's arriving at my crib, um, I'm sitting on the bottom of my staircase putting on my Jordans. Mm -hmm. I can hear you at least 60 seconds away from the house. Okay. Well, it's, it, I mean, it's not that loud. It's not. Uh, actually, it is. It's not. It, it is. It is not okay. that loud. By, by, no, by Subaru it's not standards, that loud. it's not loud. Well, that's the thing. It's not that loud by like loud-ass car it's, standards. It's loud by old people standards. So, you know, it's fine. Wait, did you just call me old? Yeah, I did. If you think that car's loud, you're- I didn't you're... say the car was loud. What I you said was- You just said it like three times. What I said was it was obnoxiously loud. <laughs> you said like four times. Well, okay, it's now, ha it's it's in Jake's defense- It's loud. He has sexual tension built up. It's loud. But in your defense, you used to have a car that was catless. Yeah, it was much louder. Which was obnoxiously loud. And that was a fun-ass car. Well, that gave you brain damage when you, because you well, smelled exhaust all the time. But hey, this is car is not as loud as your old car. Your Subaru is loud. There's no two okay. ways about that. Well, sounds like other people's problems. Okay. Not my problem. Jake's the guy that wakes me at 104 every morning. Okay. What's going on with the hot tub, Monty? I don't want to talk about it. The night guy says, I feel you, Jake. I'm a Nissan GTR guy, but I have to drive an Altima. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm a GTR guy. Uh, oh, can I see your car? Well, no, I don't have a GTR. I drive an Altima. Yeah, you, yeah. you want to see the Altima? It's right here. No, I'm good. Thanks. I'm good. Thank you. Ultra Super says, I'm shocked this, this great channel doesn't have a million subs. You guys definitely deserve it. And I'm sure you'll get there eventually. Oh, yeah. And, th and this is the funny part. When we do get a million subs and we do have supercar money, the freaking the, the loudest supercar that we're going to have one day. Oh, my God. And none of you are going to go for a ride. I now. don't give a damn what anybody thinks. That car is going <laughs> to wake the dead, dude. It's going to happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kendall's comment got filtered, but he basically says it's been fun to watch you guys grow. And the channel has really grown. Frankly, we've only been doing this on this channel full time since February. And Bro, it's October. I, I, 
I don't know how you explain that, dude. You know, to be at 2,100, almost 2,200 subscribers is pretty, or whatever we're at. Like, it's been fun to watch the channel grow. Like, it is, um, it it's something that's very humbling. Our And really, our audio, we're at 2,271 for subscribers. Our audio podcast has grown incredibly well in addition. Yeah. So I just to really appreciate that. If you're here, by the way, right now, please give us a thumbs up, a like. Really helps the channel grow. Real quick up, uh, Monty, don't you already have supercar money? Uh, you're a multimillionaire. Yeah, I'm a multimillionaire. $6,000 bed, you know? Yeah, that's why I'm like bidding out to 36 contractors. Final. Uh, yeah, because you get bent over. Trust me, your back hurts. Back is broken. Does a Toyota Sienna <laughs> count as a supercar? The extra room for me and the yeah. missus is super. Yeah, man. That, actually, to be honest with you, the new ones are really nice. Not that I'd ever buy one, but the They're new ones not. are really nice. Stop. It's a minivan. I know it's a minivan, but minivans have come a long way, just no. like this channel. All right. Before we get out of here, let's update you on. The, so you never, why didn't you tell me you had a date tonight? Because I don't want to hear the bullshit. Because it happened last night. Because I don't want to hear it. And it's not official yet. We're still, I'm still trying to, like, she was like, yeah, I'd like to see you tomorrow night. And yeah. then I went to bed. She's going to grade my math test. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. She said, I'd like to see you tonight. Yeah. She's like, I'd like to see you before I go on the trip. But this week has been absolutely insane. So I'm going to try to see you tomorrow night. I was like, okay, great. Okay. So where we're at. Stopping by the CBS on the way home. Nope. Having fun is the name of the game. Yeah. Huh? Uh, had you talked about what you're going to do? Nope. Yeah. We're just going to drive around in my car. Yeah. And we're going to piss people off because apparently it's really loud. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Has she ever been in your car? Nope. Not yet. Nope. She gave me a bunch of shit about how loud it was, though. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> Is this crazy bitch deaf? Because that car's uh, not loud. Your car's not loud. What do you mean? My car's not loud. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Okay, we're done. Okay, see you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Ho. Anyway. Ho. So she called. She said it was loud. We we were walking out, and she just of uh, the, the date last weekend, and she was like, she was like, so is your car really loud from the inside? And I was like, not really. I mean, kinda. And she's like, you're just trying to spin. Yes, it is loud and, and, when you sit in the inside. Okay. I don't I genuinely don't think it's that loud. I really don't. I don't, but hey, maybe Listen, I smoke crack every day, but I don't think I have a crack problem. I just That's think who it's you funny. Are. I just think That's it's funny. Who you are right I now. think it's funny that there's a huge double standard. So if it's a beamer or an Audi or a really nice car and it's loud, I have an Audi. Is my Audi loud? Yes. You can hear it. Absolutely. And by the way, you wanted to do a muffler delete. You think that uh, no, shit wouldn't have been loud? No, not want to. I'm going to do a muffler delete. Okay. So I didn't when, so say when, I have a problem with you. See, but now this, you're, but now you're, you're treating going, it like Now it you're is. going way over the top. You're, no, I'm not. You're treating it like the car is really loud and it causes a problem. Well, I can hear you at least 60 seconds before you get here. Like you're yes. a Black Hawk helicopter rolling into the pad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So is that not a complaint? No. I'm just stating facts. I don't okay. give a shit how loud your car is. It's <laughs> okay. your car. Right. Uh, I don't care if my neighbors are pissed. Who cares? So get your facts straight. Dick. I'm just, God. Why do you get your, God. The, I'm not even I, mad about listen, it. Listen, you got a shopping cart wing on it. Deal with it. I'm a man. <laughs> this is like, this used to be your dream car. Yeah. I love driving it. It's awesome. That's great. I'm not complaining. I'm stating a fact. The thing is loud. Well, maybe we should make it louder. What do you think? You're an idiot. <laughs> 737 driver says no trips on the Hershey Highway. Oh, man. Get her a one-way ticket on the D train. (laughs) (laughs) 
What is wrong with you, Giggity? What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> Teacher wants a, a pre-trip trip to pound. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Just so you can go to Pound Town. Wow. Sorry about the whole comment, Jake. Be sure to tap that ass. <laughs> Kitty cat juices is not all over the place. This show is out of control. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Bro. <sighs> all right. So. Wow. We got the deck thing figured out. Well, speaking of Pound Town, here's what happened with my bed. Let's start with the deck. The deck is less stressful. That's a lot of wood. So Teddy Wayman's relative, cousin, brother, I'm not sure what they are, came over, did an estimate the other day, mm -hmm. and came back, nailed the estimate. He's going to start. He's going to rip out my deck and pour footings today, so I'm not going to be able to use my back door for like a year. <laughs> um, it, It's just been a hellacious – like, okay, so – and I, we've had four guys bid the deck. One guy came over and was like literally sitting on all my patio furniture and was like, oh man, I'm tired. <laughs> and my wife was like, hey, I'm just trying to get an estimate here, man. And he's like, you know, the color blue represents so much of the spectrum <laughs> and just like wouldn't shut up. Yeah. Douche. The next guy comes out and he's like, oh yeah, man, like I've done decks longer than you've been alive and I'm amazing. Here's my $10,000 bid. Get a fast pass for Douche Mountain because you're a douche. You're out. Then this guy comes out and he's like, well, hey, this is a really cool project. And I'm XYZ. I'm certified in this material called Trex. I'm Trex certified. Hey, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to do the project for this amount of money. And here's what we're going to do. Like, we didn't really even have to describe to him what we wanted. We told him, hey, we got a hot tub. We need a pad poured so that it's level and we want a deck built around it and we want to tear our stairs out, put a deck in, hot tub, sex. It's going to be great. Yeah, it all look good. Yeah. He's like, all right, cool. Here's what we're going to do. Bing, 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 ding. Here's the bid. All right, cool. And then Teddy Wayman's ancestral roots came over, did their bid, and he's like, boom, bing, ching. Here's what we're going to do. Their bids were the exact same money. Like off by $30, exact same money. And so just talking to this guy, Alma, he just seems to know what he's doing. This is Teddy Wayman's guy. Yeah. Okay. Seems to know what he's doing. And, and, and what you, makes you say that? Just the way he was talking? like Just, just, just understanding about, understanding about fit, understanding about like long-term, uh -huh. like the deck douche that was like, all right, $80 million. Was like just trying idiot. to cram this thing. And it's like, okay, man. But like the Trex guy and this Alma guy were like, hey, you, this has to last. You're going to be near water. So we need to do X, Y, Z. Hey, by the way, we should move this. And I know it's going to, and like Alma said, it's going to be more money. But the right way to do this is to X, Y, Z. And so we were like, okay, yeah, cool. Write it up, man. Well, because the last thing you want us to do is to, is to do it like, halfway or three yeah like way. alma was talking about how most deck contractors won't bid if they if they are trying to win a job they won't use pressure treated lumber because it's twice as much and so it, and and he's right two of the four bids weren't pressure treated lumber right so the the deck the actual like decking 
is a, a composite material, but the lumber underneath the, the bones of the deck is lumber. It's wood. And that needs to be pressure treated. So we went back and looked, and half the bids didn't have pressure treated lumber in them. So that and they gave were that dude still way more expensive. So that gave that dude more credibility. Yeah. And so we wind up giving him the job. I mean, Teddy went out of his way to help us get hooked up with this guy. And, yeah. you know, and this guy, the only thing that worried me a little bit was like Alma was like, yeah, we can be there tomorrow to pour footings. Okay, well, I hadn't really planned on that, so I haven't had the landscaper come and rip this bush out. Like, we had, like we just hadn't planned to do it so quickly, but, hey, I'm going to do it because I really want to get it done. Yeah. Because we have, like, a four-week window where this hot tub could show up, and if, he, if it shows up without the pad being poured, it's going to sit there, and I'm going to have to pay for somebody to come and move it. Well, and, and how long is he saying it's going to take to build the deck? Like, how long are you going to be without a backdoor, you know, access? Probably about a week. Probably about a week. Okay. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Well, because that, you know, the only reason that really matters is because we're not going to be able to smoke stuff. Because that's the door. Well, no, we will. We'll just have to walk our asses around. <laughs> like, that's the door we use to go to the garage, put the dogs outside, go to the smoke. Like, it's the door to our backyard. It's the door to greatness. Like, the only idiot that uses our front door is Captain Loudcar over here. Yeah. Guy who wakes up all the neighbors, apparently. You know. Yeah. So that's done, and it's a load off my mind, and it's pretty much the exact amount of money we wanted to spend. Well, that's good. And then there's the bed situation. This is not good. So we buy the $6,000 rocket ship. Okay, first question I have, really quick. Where did you find this company? We did a ton of research on beds. Okay. And this bed is supposedly the best adjustable mattress. Allegedly. And I'm not saying the bed's uncomfortable. But it wasn't a great fit. Like a split top mattress is not conducive to pounding box. Right? Right. right. Okay. Which is to All say right. procreating. I'm, ta- I'm, I'm taking sex. notes over here for later tonight. Okay. I got it. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, so a split top mattress is not conducive to intimacy. Right. Because like the thing splits apart like it's the Red Sea. And just in general, I didn't feel like it was a great fit. Mrs. Monty and I didn't sleep well on that bed. Spinal. And so we call them and they give you a 180 night sleep guarantee. And the name of this company is iSense. And so I call them. I came in. I want to return this bed. Homie on the phone is like, well, you got to wait 45 days. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. And so we're going back and forth on the phone and Jake pulls up their website and it says on the front page of their website, 180 days, no questions asked if you want to return it. And so, and that guy says, teacher's getting her split top ready for tonight. (laughs) You guys are savages. I love you guys so much. (laughs) So anyway, I call this company, Jake looks up on their website and it legit says that, hey, yeah, hey man, there's no problem. Um, you can return it. No Anytime, questions asked. No questions asked. No restocking fees. No nothing. No problem. Well, until you're on the phone with them and they're like, nah, man, you got to wait till 45 days. Or. Or. They're going to charge you a You can pay a 25% restocking fee. And then you have to pay the cost of removal. So that's like three grand. I was like, I ain't paying that. There's no chance in the world I'm paying that. Right. So homeboy's like. No, 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 no. I'm like, hey, I'm reading right off your website. I read it to him verbatim because Jake was clutch and found this page and it says X, Y, and Z. 
Guy's like, nope, not doing it. Nope, nope, nope. I'm like, okay, so if you, and I literally said to the guy, if we're standing in front of a judge and I show him this webpage, who wins? And the guy's like, well, why don't we do this? Why don't you call me in a week? Sleep on it for another week. And I said, I'm not negotiating, man. Like, we're doing this today. And then I felt like the call, because you were, I listened to the whole call. You were sitting right here where you're sitting, having the conversation. And so then I say to you, ask him if the line is recorded. Yes. Ask him if it's a recorded call. And this is a great tactic. For any of you guys out there who are dealing with people that you don't like dealing with, great tactic right here. Hey, is the call recorded? Is it monitored and recorded? Well, yeah. Okay, cool. So then all this is on tape, right? Yeah. And immediately he's like, all right, we're going to do this for you. What do you know? So they do the return. And immediately he's like, okay, I'm going to send you a shipping label. And I'm like, well, how much am I getting back? And he's like, well, uh, the, it was six grand. You're going to get 3,400 back for the mattress. But we don't take the adjustable base back. You have to keep that. Did they ever tell you that before you bought the bed? Not that I recall. But, which is fine, because it comes up later in the story. So he's like, you return the mattress and the controller. And then three to five days later, you'll get, a, you'll get your refund back on, on the method of payment. Yeah. So Amex. And so... He sends me an email and I call the company that's responsible for removing the mattress. And the guy's like, we're a junk removal company. They're they're It's a junk removal company, a junk hauler that's going to come and pick up the mattress. I have to FedEx the air control unit back to iSense. Then they'll refund the money. So I'm like, all right, cool. When are you coming to pick this mattress up? How about tomorrow? It's fire. I'm like, well, damn, how about, Fire, fr dude. how about Friday, bro? So then I get off the phone and I call, um, the bed people down the street from us. I have the email. Are they literally called the bed people? No, I can't. I was going to say the, that's the, a fire the, ass the mattress name. store mattress firm mattress firm. Okay. Yeah. So I call mattress firm and I'm like, Hey man, I need to buy a new bed. And they're like, all right, that'll be $6,000. <laughs> Do you want to set up the meeting? I'm like, come on, dude. Come on. So we go round and round and they're like, oh, yeah, well, we have to send you an adjustable base to go with this bed. It's like I already got one. They're like, oh, OK, cool. So it's half the price. I got an I-Series hybrid 3000 medium mattress from Serta. OK, Serta is a good company, which is pretty much the same mattress I had before. Before so, the before the iSense one, before yes. the six thousand dollar bed, this is this is the same one you have before. So I got a California King, and they throw in free um, side sleeping pillows. Okay, so it was three grand. Cool. So that'll be here Friday. So I've set it up so that Homie is going to pick up the mattress Friday, and then they're going to deliver the new mattress Friday night. Yeah, and we can still have an adjustable base, so we can we can you know use the head of the bed and. It's all good. Okay. Well, good. So I feel like this worked out pretty well. Yeah. I mean, it worked out better than it, you know, usually does, I would say. And so I mean, we'll worked be... out better than the paver guy, right? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Way better. So we'll be three, $400, almost 400 bucks to the good. Yeah. Once this whole process is done. Okay. Hopefully this is the last bed I ever buy. Eh, it won't be. You got, a, you got a couple more to buy still. And then there's fitness. Before we get out of here. Okay. Fitness. So we go to the gym last night and we, Wednesday is always our 
uh, first chest day of the week. And then Saturday, we bench again. Last night, we did incline, incline bench yeah. and incline dumbbell press. Right. So, you know, I've gotten off the creatine. And Jake's on the creatine. Right. So, there's this... We posted videos on... New videos. On social. And people are like, oh, creatine is steroids. First of all, creatine is not steroids. <laughs> creatine is naturally occurring in your body. It does everything from muscle energy to brain function. It is not steroids. Um, that was the first thing. Then, like, I pressed these 80-pound dumbbells. So, what we did is we do what's called progression. 60, 70, 80. 60, 10 reps. 78 reps. 86 reps. So I did about seven and a half reps instead of six reps. And immediately Rashmussen was like, oh, you should have done two more. And it's like, okay, well, no, I'm not doing 10. And why would I? And then this other guy, Trevor, is, is DMing me and being like, hey, bro, you got to do more than that. You're never going to grow. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like 80s as much as I will never incline bench press more than 80 pounds. You're asking for an injury. Uh -huh. I can flat press a hundred pound dumbbells. Why do I need to do more than that? I, I will, know. I will never attempt to bench press barbell bench press more than two plates. Why do I need to do more than that? That's when you wind up getting injured and I'm only doing it to a lose weight and B be ready and be physically fit for snowboarding in a couple of weeks. I just think everybody's turned into a fitness expert now. Well, I think that I, I think the problem we run into is people don't know like everybody just assumes because you're six four or whatever, and you're a bigger human that that somehow you got to lift the moon, and it's like you don't. No, you don't. Like that's not how it works. And the only reason in in the video that I posted that I went to ten is because I was like, all right, I'm feeling good, you know. I was like, I got the seven, and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm here. Hey, but ten's cool. Ten's like, fine. You know, but I'm telling you, like you're the you're the guy who just wants to keep lifting, and it's like I'm telling you. Follow a program, track your results, track the workouts you're doing, right? We do chess twice a week, Wednesday and Saturday. We do progressives over three different weights, 10, 8, 6. And hey, if you want to bump that up to 12, 10, 8, I'm good with that. But you can't do like 12, 10, 10. Like it, the wear out factor when you, there's no reason to do it. Anyway, my point is everybody's a fitness expert. Uh -huh. And everybody's like, well, hey, you got to get on the treadmill. This is the other thing this Trevor guy said. You got to get on the treadmill and you got to run for 30 minutes, five days a week. And it's like, okay, listen, I, that's proven scientifically not to help you lose weight. You will not lose weight doing that. You won't. You, protein and muscle, muscle creation is how you lose weight. And I agree with Greg Hawkins. He's like, LOL, saying creatine is a steroid really is a really creative way to let people know you don't lift. <laughs> continue lifting kings you're killing it yeah like uh, we're really working hard yeah and i don't care about the volume like if do you, you even lift you know like uh, one guy was joking about how you, jake's past his old man and it's like well actually that's not true i wouldn't agree with that see and this is the thing you so there's no doubt you physically you could lift more than i lift i mean that's not it's just not i, I mean it, yeah. it's and it's and, and and i don't know why that has to be and maybe this is the biggest problem I don't know why someone who, with all due respect, is twice my size who can lift more than me has to somehow be like some negative thing. It doesn't. It's, it's not like that. Strength has never been about your body size. Yeah. 
It just isn't. It's all about composition and build. And I just think it's funny that people are, every time I post a fitness video, somebody's like, hey, you're doing it wrong. Or you're, uh, or try, and it's like, do you know how much time I put into proper form in, in strength training? I put a lot of my, to the point where I think it pisses my wife off. Because I will literally watch a ton of videos. There's an account called Athlean X. Yeah. If you don't know Athlean X, I get all of my fitness information and like technique and how to lift from an account called Athlean X. That's the guy that I follow. Like he's a guru. And there's a couple other guys. There's a guy named Tim Grover, who's a big time pro athlete trainer. There are David Alexander. There's a bunch of guys I follow that I've built my program around. And like two weeks, because we're probably a month away now from snowboarding. Month, five weeks, depending on what the snow does and when people open. But like in two weeks, we're going to go all leg crazy. Like every day we're going to train something legs, balance, you know, like it's, it, it's just how we're going to prepare. And people are going to be like, oh, you're, well, you know what? You should have been doing legs way before. Well, actually, I don't need to do legs every day now because my legs are actually pretty strong. Like I was... Jake was doing these 80 pound dumbbells and I was handing them to him and like I can squat. I never even thought about it. I can, I can sumo squat an 80 pound dumbbell. Like it doesn't weigh anything. Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah. there you go. Jake and Monty don't listen to anyone else. Do you do you damn right. Tanner <laughs> go bears. You might enjoy watching Greg Doucette, IFBB pro bodybuilder. Will Tennyson is also a very entertaining and informative fitness channel. You should try Zumba, Fat Jesus said. Thank you, Fat Jesus. Fat Jesus, good to see you. My wife laughed at your, um, what was it, porn or fitness? Porn or sex. Porn or, or yeah, I don't know what it was. Ugh. Porn or whatever. He tweeted me a, a picture yesterday. That was Are we clear on that? And it's a, it's a video or it's a picture of different people's faces. And it's like, what is it? Uh, labor or porn? <laughs> women pictures of women are they in labor or, or is it porn? <laughs> one of the greatest things ever play the music okay we have to go it's l dom yeah finally dude it is the last finally. day of september september can blow me it's been a rough month yeah it's been a really difficult month yeah um me and my wife are wearing matching jordans we're cooler than you okay um tomorrow we have a full preview of byu and utah state big weekend in the pac 12 We'll have all your NFL locks for you as well. You shouldn't bet on what we say because we've been way wrong, like almost every game. It's incredible. Lock it in on you losing money. <laughs> Who has claim a navy blue Utah, state or BYU? Well, BYU. Jeremy Bolton says, USU can keep the navy shiz. And by the way, the Nye guy says, go get him tonight, Jake. Hey, thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Until, until tomorrow, say happy hunting, Jake. Happy hunting, Jake. Yeah, Jake's